Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I am your host du jour. My name is Anne Marie Gann. I am the winner of the Rural Irish People in Podcasting Host of the Year Award 2022, voted for people from the Midlands and Southeast Ireland. I would like to say thank you to everyone who voted for me as Best Rural Podcast Hoter of the Year. I would like to say thanks very much. Here's Will. He didn't get an award. Um, excuse me, excuse me. This competition is non-existent for starters. You yourself set it up. You also ran the whole show and gave the gave the award to yourself just to drum up a bit of press for yourself. You seem to be gunning for a presenter's job on the Today Show here in Ireland, which is the most bet down chat show I've ever seen in my life. And I think you're gunning for a seat on that. But well, did I win it? I did. I did. The fact cannot be taken away from me that I won it. Now, listen, jealousy is going to get you nowhere on a cold, dark night like this in Ireland. To tell you one thing, you'd want to simmer down now and listen to me because have I got a story for you? You always say that and then it's always muck, as you always say to me about <laughs> my stories. I heard you like it back in your face. <laughs> Oh, very good. I'm actually, I'm actually in the mood for a story tonight, Ness. This is fantastic. It's me too. Del- I'm delighted to be here. Me too. Oh, the, oh yeah. I didn't ask. Um, it's a Saturday night actually. It's Saturday night. They've just put the prices of pints up in Ireland by another twenty five cent. I tell you, at this stage now, we're all going to be pioneers by the end of the year. Nobody can afford to go out anymore. I'm sitting in with a glass of wine here with the stove lighting. Yes, I am going to talk about the stove again. Um, no, it's lovely. I'm not. I'm just never going <laughs> out again in my life. I've got word vomit about a stove. Mm. You word vomit about stoves at the moment. I've got a fantastic gin here with me. Oh, lovely! What kind of so a gin? So by the end of this podcast, I'm going to be three sheets to the wind. <laughs> it's um, what the gin is it? Mm-hmm. It's a gin that comes in a can. It does the mm-hmm. job. It's cheap as chips. 
It's oh, best, the cheapest bottom of the barrel gin. But Holy Lord. I actually uh, really like them. Did you get it from a German superstore by any by any manner of means? I may have and there's not one thing wrong with it. <laughs> no, there ain't. Listen, before I go any further, I would like to say a big, big thank you to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon at the moment. It's the only way we keep the show going. I know that every podcast host says that, but unless you're somebody like Joe Rogan, well, it's actually kind of true. So um, we would like to say thank you this week. A huge big thank you to Becky McCauley. Debbie Robertson and Gemma Goodwin ye three are the best don't tell anyone else that we said that but for this week you're our favourites we'll see if anyone better looking with more money comes along next week but for right now we love you you're great thanks very much for all your help thank Um, you Yes, well, and I actually did, speaking of patrons, I actually did take into account some of the suggestions that we got from our folks, our good old fan folks down there, um, sent us in a few suggestions over the past few weeks. And this little story actually came from one of those suggestions. I think it could be fairly well known in southern parts of the States, but um, I'm not going to give too much away. I'm just going to introduce this story as Sally. Roll it there, Roisin. Good woman. Three months pregnant and newly married, my life had finally taken direction. Our first rental home together was quite small and my pregnancy emphasised the need for a larger home. We knew that finding our ideal house was not going to be easy. In a small town, you all but have to know someone to get a decent place to rent. In fact, we checked out several dumps before we got a lead from Tony's brother on a small rental house conveniently close, vacant and in need of renters. This run-down but quaint-looking house stood nestled between two houses just two blocks from the Missouri River. From the outside it was plain to see it needed a few layers of paint and some attention given to the fences and gardens. In our excitement though, it didn't take us long to set up house. Little did we know that we were not the only ones living there. Had we known about the other occupants, Tony would never have allowed us to move in. January and February passed pretty normally, with one recurring oddity. The light in the living room, where we spent evenings snuggled up watching TV, would dim to a very low glow for about five minutes, then flare back to full wattage and almost blind us. It was old and ancient wiring, so we didn't take that much notice at first. But after Tony changed the fuse and the switch, which was not a dimmer, we decided to get an electrician round. He could find no fault either, and we just put it down to some kind of energy surge. Later, a more frightening occurrence took place. I was awoken in the night by the sound of a blood-curdling scream and the definite sensation of something hitting me straight in the head. I sat up with a huge scream, which led to a startled Tony doing the same. Our cats were suddenly in the room, highly distressed, hair standing on end and making funny noises. I'd never seen them like this. Had it been one of them that had sprang at my head? They were usually so quiet and well behaved. Perhaps a neighbourhood cat had somehow gotten into the house. We searched the entire place, noting that there was a cool air on the landing. Something that was definitely strange, as the nights were hot at this time of year and our aircon unit had just packed in. Okay, I'm just going to stop there for a second and say, if my cat hit me full force in the face when I was about eight months pregnant, I'd be telling you one thing, I'd be fucking it out the window with the tail. 
Yeah, you see, this is why I'm more of a dog person. <laughs> They're just they can, they can they can be possessed. I have I'm convinced that they get possessed by roaming spirits that are on this earth. <laughs> My sister has two kittens at the moment, mm-hmm. and she came up to the house the other day and said that um the two of them had actually gotten into the car, like on into the into the bonnet of the car she didn't realise oh, until yeah. she had drove down to her home place and then heard them crying and uh, we managed to capture them I put one into a box and when I put it into the box it turned into the most demonic cat <laughs> I've ever witnessed in my life and it was a kitten and it was trying to jump out of the box and I presume kill me and then the other yes. one we couldn't we couldn't get it we just heard a crying for ages and I was like oh yeah I might climb out after a while and then I went out and I seen it sitting on top of a wheel of the car so I was like right so I went and like to try get it out and it decided to cling on for dear life onto the car <laughs> and then and then bit me it bit me and, and I was like you little shitballs and I just like dragged it out I'm like I'm trying to save your life Anyway. I know, I know. Animals are lovely. Now, Animals I will, are lovely. They're lovely. I will say, um, this lady is a cat person, although they do have a dog as well. And she did say that after the cat hit her in the face or whatever it was, this was like her first while in the house. So she did think maybe, maybe the sound came from a cat. We've all watched those YouTube videos where they make those fucking weird noises. So, you know, this was going on, but she was like, okay, maybe the cat, they're in a new house. She got startled. They kind of like chalked it down to that and decided to move along. But the story will get weirder. I was due to give birth and we'd spent ages trying to get the nursery ready. Although like a lot of first time parents, we had absolutely no clue what we were doing. One day Tony was in there vacuuming when he became totally freaked out by the mobile over the cot apparently switching itself on, spinning and playing a tune. I realise in the States you guys say mobile, I just can't say that because I'm Irish and not able, so I'm just going to call it a mobile. Tony came to me shaking, saying it had weirded him out. He definitely hadn't wound it up and it seemed eerie, he said. I became sassy and told him to stop trying to freak me out. After our son was born, this was to become a frequent occurrence. The mobile would start spinning and playing at all times of the day when no one had been near it. Baby Taylor was a bad sleeper and we became almost mad with sleep deprivation until my sister kindly offered to fly down from New York to help at night times. She was a godsend. She soon was to report on the weird mobile. On her last night there, after a very uneventful week, she came to learn just why we were becoming so uneasy in our lovely new home. We went to visit some family and arrived back at the house at about 10pm. Baby Taylor was sound asleep in his car seat so we left him to sleep downstairs whilst Tony made tea and I went upstairs to use the bathroom. On my way past the nursery I opened the door to turn the light on and was absolutely astounded to see all of Taylor's teddies arranged in a neat circle in the middle of the floor, facing the walls with their backs to each other. Flabbergasted, I called Tony and Karen upstairs. They seemed perplexed as they entered the room. Did you, did you move Taylor's teddy bears this morning? (laughs) They looked at me in disbelief, shaking their heads. When I left this morning, they were all on the shelf or in the crib, apart from that little scruffy one. I put him sitting in the wicker chair. 
Tony and Karen seemed to believe me, but they also weren't yet thinking what I was thinking. Okay, Karen said. Let's check all the windows and doors, make sure the pets stay downstairs, put the teddies back where you had them and see what happens. We did so in silence and I left the room putting the scruffy little teddy back in the wicker seat. Tony turned out the light. We all returned downstairs and watched TV for a while before Karen, passing the stairs and glancing up, suddenly said, Tony, I thought you turned out the lad. I'm a little bitch sometimes, and I get real money around the house. <laughs> I walk around in shorts and a bra, and your husband is just looking at me the whole time. I'm little Miss Bossy pageant. I won that that year. I, I did, said Tony. I definitely did. It's back on. We all looked at each other before silently agreeing what must be done and tentatively crept back up the stairs all of us together. Upon entering the room, there was the little teddy back in the very middle of the floor, facing the ceiling. You may not believe me, and I can still hardly believe it myself, but this was to happen yet another time before the night was through. I put the teddy back in the chair, and 20 minutes later, without anyone having gone near the room or even the stairs, it was back in the middle of the room. We didn't even need to discuss it. As Tony, Karen and I sat downstairs that night in the living room, afraid to venture back up the stairs, we knew in our heart of hearts, we were definitely not alone in this house. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, so Will, at this stage, are you thinking like just kind of sleep deprived, mad parents or are you starting to feel anything weird? All the teddies would be immediately burnt in the fucking <laughs> stove. There would, the house would be barren except for a little crib. That mobile would have been fucked out the window the minute <laughs> it was acting up. We would have been all, the, the room would have been literally a chair, a TV a, a bed like there, it would have been bare minimum stuff like and you know the ghosts would be like oh fuck this I'm out of here yeah, not need light to, to tour around not, the energy yeah. would take me to move a bed it's not worth it I'll yeah. give up and then I'd be like thank you goodbye yeah I, would, uh, I wouldn't even have the crib I'd just put the baby in one of the drawers and close it be like less stuff to be disturbed you know yeah Marie Kondo it just completely <laughs> completely it just brings me joy goodbye Goodbye, mobile. It does not bring me joy. Burn it in the bonfire. Thank you. There's something really creepy about something that's made to make music when you turn it on, making it when it's not turned on. There's something very creepy about that. And it's used in a lot of horror movies and stuff like that, isn't it? And especially those wind up toys with that old sounding like working bits in them. They're fucking freaky. Yeah, I don't like are. them. I agree with that. I think they're all in the 1980s, where we grew up in the 1990s, a lot of those toys were very fucking weird. They had weird, like, voice like things as well. You press the button, it's just yeah. like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Jesus. Do you know what used to freak the shit out of me? Jack in the box. Oh my God. I used to nearly shit my pants every time the thing jumped out of the box. I just actually, I'm still can't, not able for surprises, you know? Anyway, hush down over there. I'm trying to tell a story. The incidence of Teddy's moving in the house was to continue the next day when Tony's brother George came round. Interested in our tales of moving toys, but obviously thinking we were half mad at the same time, he laughed as he snapped some pictures of baby Taylor on his camera. Earlier that morning, Tony had sworn that out of the corner of his eye he had seen a beanbag teddy bear toy, which was quite large, move in the downstairs living room. As he recounted this to George... George laughed and pointed his camera at the teddy in question. Okay, if you're in here, say cheese. Suddenly, he yelped. Oh my God. Oh my God. The ting moved. The goddamn ting a ding a moved. Oh shit, man. <laughs> Suddenly, the guys were absolutely freaked out. George ran outside and Tony finally said to me he had had enough. He yelled up the stairs to me. Okay, Deb, that's it. 
I'm not staying here with that baby any longer. We're going to my mom's house for the night. Suddenly, he said a sensation came over him like he couldn't breathe and he felt a sharp pain in his back. God damn it! I think something just bit me. Ouch! God damn it, Debbie! Let's get our things and get the fuck out of here! It was later at my mother-in-law's house that I pulled up his shirt to see what had bitten him, thinking it was maybe a bug or a spider. I was dumbfounded by what I saw. There on his back were three large scratches that looked very much like fingernail marks, and they had drawn blood. At this stage, we were becoming overwhelmed by fear and panic, and I knew we needed some outside help. Desperate, we got the number of a lady called Barbara, a family friend who claimed she was psychic, and I frantically dialed her number. She was on the other side of the country, and I was very dubious. What else could we do? Reported to the police. Barbara was a lovely lady who instantly said she had some idea what was going on at our house. Yes, I think there is the spirit of a little girl in that house, and I think her name might be Sally. She likes the baby. She's like a little angel and wants to protect him. (laughs) But why is she doing the things she's doing? To let you know that she's there. If she just floated through the door, you wouldn't know she was there. But if she opens the door, you know she's in the room. She wants your attention. She wants to be noticed. You should talk to her and acknowledge her. Tell her she can stay if she wants to. If that's okay with you. But be firm in letting her know that she has rules to follow. Tell her that she can play with the toys, but she has to put them back when she's done. You have to let her know that there are rules, and she has to obey them. And if she doesn't, she'll be punished. She's a good little girl, and I don't think she wants to do any harm. On that point, I quickly relayed to her what had happened to Tony. Well, she probably thought Tony was angry and wanted to harm the baby. He was in fear and shouted up the stairs to get your attention, yes? She probably didn't like the raised voices and the sense of panic. I was absolutely flabbergasted. So now we were going to have to stay calm in case we frightened the ghost of a little girl who was haunting us. You need to go home and have a serious talk with her. Call her into the room and tell her you are mad. But how do I do that? And how do I know she'll come? You call to her, just like you would call to any other child in the house. You tell her, Sally, we are angry and we need to have a talk with you. And you get here right now. And don't worry, she'll come. Tell her you are very angry and that what she did was very wrong. You and Tony are the baby's parents, and you need to take care of his physical needs, and she is not to interfere. And so began my conversations with the ghost. It might sound crazy to you, but I began to treat Sally like a real little girl who needed to be told right from wrong. After all, some dangerous things had happened in the house that nobody could explain. Appliances went on and off at all times of the day with nobody near them. And one night, my brother-in-law noted two lit candles in the downstairs bathroom. 
He knew we never lit candles in the house, as with three indoor cats present, it was a fire hazard. And indeed, that's why he said it to me. Later, when I was on my own, I scolded her. Sally, it is not safe to light candles in this house. You can play with them, but you cannot light a fire. You wouldn't want to hurt Ursula the baby now, would you, Sally? I felt mad talking to a ghost, but when we soon received a visit from Barbara, my belief was concreted. The moment Barbara entered the house, she felt the presence of a little girl. Yeah, she's here. She loves the baby and she wants a mommy and a daddy. The reason she's playing with that teddy is that she has nothing of her own to play with and that makes her sad. Maybe it would be a good idea to get her some of her own things. Strange enough, I had thought the very same thing some days earlier and had placed some sheets of paper and a crayon in a corner of the nursery, saying, Sally, these are for you. I had written with crayon, Hi Sally, how are you? and had encouraged her to reply. Later on, I would get one. Barbara confirmed that the weird smells, I often got a strong smell of cherry Kool-Aid in the house, and the coal patches were forms of energy Sally was bringing with her. She also said that Sally felt I was bossy and was giving her too many rules. She explained that Sally appeared to her as a child of about seven, and like any seven-year-old, she needed instructions to be short and simple and reinforced. Barbara felt that Sally was very much spending most of her time in the nursery, in one particular corner of the room. I placed a doll in this corner and explained to Sally that it was hers to play with. There were now occurrences on a daily basis. Sally would try to play with new things and certainly didn't like the baby's grandma, Tony's mom and was very naughty when she was there, taking the glass globe from an oil lamp and dropping it on the floor in full sight of Tony. I never thought I'd hear my no-nonsense mother-in-law scolding a ghost, but I heard her exclaim at one stage while holsting Taylor. Sally, if you disturb this baby one more time, I'm gonna spank your butt. Sally enjoyed tormenting Tony by switching off the TV, the vacuum and whatever else would annoy him. But after one particular incident, he had yelled, God damn, Sally, just quit it now. I heard him quickly then yell, Ouch, God damn it. I ran to see what had happened. He stood there in disbelief, holding his thigh. She bit me, Debs. She goddamn bit me. I first laughed, but I could see how mad he was. He pulled down his jeans to show me his thigh. The area was beet red. In the centre was a distinct set of small teeth marks imprinted on his leg. The reddened area suggested that the trauma had happened very recently. I tried to figure out how the marks could have gotten there. Taylor had been sleeping and besides, he had no teeth. The bite was not in a place that Tony could have reached himself. Besides, the configuration was unmistakably small and child-sized. But several days later, the bite was to be surpassed. When coming in in the early hours of the morning after a long night shift, Tony went to the kitchen refrigerator, poured himself a glass of juice and turned around to this. Standing in the middle of the room, just past the butcher block table, was a little girl with a surprised look in her big blue eyes. He judged her to be about three and a half feet tall. 
Instantly, his heart plummeted to his feet and every muscle froze. In that instant, several things went through his mind. Who are you? Where did you come from? And how did you get into my kitchen? Then he realised he had not heard either of the doors and that she had not walked in with him. Realisation had begun to creep in as he noticed something odd about the way she was dressed. Her hair was neatly fastened on top of her curly brown hair with a ribbon and a large fancy bow. She looked to be in her Sunday best, but the style was old-fashioned. White eyelet lace and puffy sleeves. She had sweetly round, cherubic cheeks. She stood there, shocked, curious and motionless, staring at him wide-eyed. For that instant, Tony seemed to lose control over his thoughts, muscles and emotions. The glass of juice slipped from his hand onto the floor. The sound broke the trance he was in and he instinctively looked at the floor in front of him. Juice and broken glass lay all over the place. When he looked up, the little girl was gone. To be continued. Oh my God, oh my God, this makes me want to see a little girl ghost in the middle of my floor, but also I would lose my mind. Little bitch. This is not the end of the story, guys. <laughs> this is not the end Have of the story. This story, believe it or not, gets even better. It gets better. There's loads of things I had to let to leave out. So much stuff was happening in the house. Before the baby was born, they got a new cooker. And the first day that Debs went to use it, it the timer on the cooker started like resetting itself. Every time she would set it for a certain time, it would come along and it would reset itself. And at first she was like, oh, it's like a secondhand cooker. So, you know, like whatever. But when the lady, the psychic lady came to their house, she was like, uh, what do kids love doing? They love playing. Like, have you ever had a timer in your cooker and the kids just want to come in and they're like pressing the button on it the whole time? And she explained like lots of stuff that was happening in the house. And it was kind of really funny because it was kind of like childish stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like she seemed very jealous of um, the baby's grandmother because the baby's grandmother was like, oh, that ghost stuff is a load of shit and like that's not happening and what, what whatever. And um, she'd be quite like aggressive with taking the baby off people. She was like a possessive grandma, but in like a lo- very loving kind of a way. So she'd go and like snatch the baby. The baby's uncle was holding the baby once and she came in and she was like, you don't know how to hold that baby. And she like took the baby off the guy and next thing something flew across the room. And even with the teddies, the way that they were placed and stuff, this lady who says that she could feel the spirit of this child was like, oh, yeah, but like, that's what kids do with teddies. They'd be like placing them in a circle kind of a thing and playing with them. So um, I have loads of really interesting stuff to tell you next week. There's pictures. Remember the crayon and the sheets of paper? Well, something happens. Um, and it gets way crazier before yeah it gets way crazier before the end of the story so I hate to leave you guys hanging but I just rewrote an entire book so you're going to have to wait for another week (laughs) (laughs) Um, that little girl ghost is a demon she is a full on demon oh she's wicked (laughs) who wouldn't be buying her toys buying her toys I would literally be throwing holy water on her. I'd be like, come on for your bath. Come on for your bath in holy water. Yeah, you're going to get in. <laughs> you are. 
it's really funny though because she said that like until the the second the biting um incident really I don't think that her husband really believed it so like she wouldn't talk to the talk to the ghost in in front of him because he was just like even though up until the point of seeing her really I think he just didn't really even though he'd got bitten on his ass by her um but he didn't speak to her like the mom figure spoke to her and she seemed to get a result like when she repeated instructions to her like not to do certain things like she wouldn't do them but then she'd do something else because she'd be like well you didn't tell me not to do exactly this thing like a little shit little shit (laughs) I would absolutely upend her well, I wouldn't. I'd be. I wouldn't. I'd actually be terrified of her. So I'd probably do. Oh, that. I'd be terrified. I'd just be, be, be terrified. Black and blue, blue by her. Uh, I'd be best black and blue from her. Sorry. Black and blue, and also uh, when the when the when the psychic lady came to the house, she said, "Yes, I believe her name is Sally." But actually, before that, the before they even met this psychic lady, they had started calling this ghost Sally because they met a neighbor who had spent a short amount of time in the house, and this neighbor said her daughter had been playing in the house one day and said that she was playing with a girl called Sally. So before things got really serious, oh. yeah, mm, before things got really serious in the house, um, they had just moved in. They kind of thought it was cute. They were like, and, and when the lights started dimming, they were like, oh, maybe we'll call her Sally. So it, this, oh, remember this for the next bit of the story, because the owners start doing a bit of research trying to find out if there was a Sally that lived there at some stage. And we might find out a little bit of something about her previous life. But um, you'll have to wait till after Will's bedtime story next week to hear the rest of the good story. I thank you. Good night. Over and out. This is why I am podcaster <laughs> of the year of the rural counties of Ireland 2022-2023. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why it is. You make, make people wait for two weeks for part two. That's why they love you. That's why they love And have a track record of doing it too. Yeah. That's why she wins the award. Very good, well, very interesting no, story. I am delighted yeah. and enthralled and intrigued to hear more. Thank you, thank you. Maybe next year you will get something as well. I don't know. Maybe you will oh, get fingers that. Crossed. Most fingers crossed. maybe you'll get most improved at reading or something like that. I don't know. Maybe plenty. most uh, yeah. most improved at pronunciation. <laughs> you definitely won't get most improved with southern accents even though one of your fans there said oh yeah I think Will is good said that they were from the south and that Will has good accents sorry you I are so jealous of that. my southern accent I think I did a stellar job on that woman there that you asked me to read I think that was, I actually mm-hmm. felt her I felt her she wears a lot of purple wears a lot of purple yeah. oh clothes. she definitely wears a lot of purple but Will it doesn't take much now for you to turn in, into a decrepit old lady that smells of cats and wears purple. That's not a far again, cry now at all. Again, jealousy is coming through. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice and I can sense it with my psychic oh, jealousy. Oh my God, look at that. We're going over time. I'm going to have to cut you off in the middle of a sentence. Thank you so much <laughs> to everyone who has come back and listened since we came back on air. It's an absolute pleasure coming back every week and having a chat to you guys and telling you some spoken stories. Um, thanks to all the patrons and everyone who's supporting us. We love you, we love you. We can't say enough. We love you. Uh, Will will be back with an another tale next week until then stay safe and listen next time for more mysteries of the
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.